With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, live in living color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will. I am Chris Featherstone. We are here. We are live. It's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting as we do. As always, indeed, 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 this is episode 357 on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. It is time to have some fun on the show. So we got a really, really fun um, live Q&A today, um, a live Q&A. Um, we've been doing, a, been doing a lot of those lately, <laughs> and um, we're going to have some fun as always. This person has actually been on the show before. Uh, a few years back, I think in, I think maybe 2016, if I'm not mistaken, um, this person was on the show. So, and I'm really, really excited about this person uh, being on the show uh, this week as well. Uh, and we're going to have some fun as we do as always. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to talk about this week. 
<laughs> as we know. Oh man, there's there's so much to talk about, and we're gonna have a good time as we do, uh, as we do always. Uh, again, this is the thir- 357th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam show, and it's time to have some fun here on the show. All right, so like I said, uh, this week we're going to talk about some uh, Royal Rumble, uh, really interesting <laughs> Royal Rumble stuff, uh, really interesting um, information uh, with the um, uh, information about the Royal Rumble, information uh, about what's going on in the world of WWE. <laughs> We've got some people that are deciding to uh, get gone. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well. So there is a lot to talk about as we get on here and as uh, the live chat start to start to come in. And we're going to have a lot of fun tonight on 357th episode. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him right on the show. My buddy, Adam Rose. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's great to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Man, yeah, it's uh it's a pleasure. It's definitely a pleasure to have you back on the show and uh it's gonna have some, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. So I think it was like <laughs> um I don't know, I think it was two thousand and sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh let me find I'm gonna find that out. I think it was two thousand sixteen the last time I had you on the show. Um so <laughs> we're gonna we're going to talk about uh, what has been going on in the life of Adam Rose uh, since then. Uh, let me find out, actually, so we can have a nice uh, little landmark of uh, when to uh, when it, when to it go by, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so you were on the show, um, yeah, 2016, so December... All right. Uh, so episode 222. There we go. All right. Episode 222. Now we're at 357. So it looks like it was June, uh, late June of 2016. So, uh, all, all right. right. So that's uh, what we're going to go by. <laughs> so uh, since <laughs> then, right. when have, what, what have you done since uh, since then? Just uh, I know that uh, we're going to talk about, you know, just your, your wonderful um, heartfelt message that you uh, wrote on Instagram, I believe it was, uh, has been got a, getting a lot of coverage over the past uh, couple of weeks. But I know that uh, you, since 2016, if I'm not mistaken, you you were planning to hang up your boots and then um, you, you kind of shaved everything and then you kind of went the Kruger route again and then you kind of yeah. went the Adam Rose route again. Am, am, I, am, I, am I accurate so far? Yes. Um, well, the shaving of the head thing was like a Britney Spears meltdown moment that just carried on too long. So it wasn't a good idea, but, um, yeah, we've tried many different versions. I'm actually, I view it as a retirement. I just view it as a really slow retirement. Uh, okay. (laughs) How slow, how slow is the slow? Slowly edging our way out slowly. (laughs) Well, Well, like, so how slow was the slow uh, the retirement. Do you have any other? Do you have any particular dates, uh, or are you just kind of doing a, a, a few year retirement tour? Well, that's the thing. You know, it's, I think it's a retirement when I actually can retire, but I view myself as mm-hmm. in retirement. If that makes sense. 
So it could drag on forever. Okay. This could be a 10-year retirement uh, for all we need. Yeah. <laughs> so you are – so is it like – okay, so I'm going to need some help on this. So <laughs> is this like a person who was like a teacher for like 30 years and they decide, they decided to officially retire, but they still work at the school? Very good. Yeah, very good uh, way of looking at it. Good very analogy good there? <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. very close. <laughs> very close. <laughs> so, now, so now you're the teacher who's already retired, the veteran, yeah. but you don't, you know, it's like, you know, you don't have anything else to do. I mean, you have a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, I don't want to go home, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go home. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Pretty much. All your friends for the past 30 years are still working there. So you're like, oh, I might as well just go. You know? <laughs> I might as well go in anyway, you know? <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, it sounds much, it sounds, it sounds, I, I can understand it a lot more than before. <laughs> and then it just, mm-hmm. I'm retired and Russell. But now it makes so much more sense. So thank you for uh, yeah. that, that further. Uh, th- thank you for explaining to me what it, what you meant and for the analogy to be uh, be accurate there. So yeah. now you, you're you're in an I'm active working, yeah, a, a working retirement. Uh, or it's that? like it's like that? you know you watch the old detective movies, and like mm-hmm. the detective that just doesn't want to quit his job, so he like t- keeps the case going even when he's supposed to be at home. <laughs> You know, I'm like that guy. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Makes much more sense now. Um, so before we get into any questions, let's uh, dive into um, just what you've been doing, uh, just as far as mm-hmm. just indie work over the past uh, couple, you know, two and a half years. Last time I talked to you. Um, oh yeah. Just, I mean, what are what are some you know interesting matches that you've had? Some some promotions you've been competing for? Just let the listeners know uh, what you've been up to since then well i mean i've been i was pretty busy i think i have the typical you know wwe leaving the wwe story you know you're hot for a minute and then your um your light burns out within about three months so to speak so you know it was hot for a little while and then it um it started getting harder and uh you know the, the indies are a whole different thing to survive and um mm. i was a little spoiled in my wwe experience because I mean I did the indies in South Africa but I never did the indies in America and it's a totally different ball game but I will say this I will say this since leaving the WWE I do think I'm actually a better worker for work in the indies Mm -hmm. yeah if you know Uh, you're able to um, (laughs) hone your craft a little bit better doing that so yeah it's been one one heck of an experience I, I think I've wrestled I've wrestled just about everywhere. I, I can't even, I'm not even going to mention names because, I mean, I've wrestled tiny little promotions in the front of the, you know, a Harley Davidson thing. I did that. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. done some nice, decent shows too, you know, like MCW in Maryland is very cool. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I've, I've seen everything. I have a full experience now of um, the indie wrestling scene in the United States. And it, it has its own magic to it, you know? Hmm. Yeah, MC MCW is a very very popular uh, indie promotion. Uh, it's it's yeah, they're, they're it's a really good setup. Nice setup. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, so what? 
Okay, so here here's the here's the hard question already. What what's uh any talks with WWE over the past couple of years since you've been gone? No. Nothing. Um, um no, no, I've also been I've also been in a place where it's, you know, we're gonna. I don't want to get into it too early in this, but like, I mean, I've been in a place where I'm just learning to live life as a normal person, you know. And that was sure, that sure. was a huge adjustment for me, and, and just figuring out what normal life is. So, I mean, I haven't yeah. really been in the hunt for anything big, if you know what I'm saying. I haven't been hunting it anymore. Um, yeah. I'm pretty much in survival mode, and I'm just learning to do what most people think is normal, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, I've, we're, we're Facebook friends, and uh, I've been looking at a lot of your uh, Facebook, uh, you know, comments, and you, you've become uh, quite vocal on, quite expressive on on Facebook uh, as of late, just to kind of, uh, you know, just to just to show your personality uh, a little bit more, yeah. um, you know, in a way, and I think that's uh, actually, you know, pretty interesting, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I think that um, I think that right now it's just one of those things that, uh, especially seeing, you know, just your transformation, um, you know, as far as you know, substance and, and, and overcoming things like that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I commend you for it, man. And um, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, as up as, as, as you know, where people uh, jump on the chat here for the questions, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I you know I commend you for that, and uh, you you've been uh, very very funny in, in your memes and stuff like that, and uh, you know you know what uh, what really what motivates you to to really to to do like that and to express yourself that way on on social media. Well, this is the thing too. I'm not I haven't got anybody policing me at all anymore, so I can pretty much share how I feel. There you go. And, yeah, um, that's a good point. I'm not worried about any ramifications because I don't have anybody to please anymore. And um, I can just be honest and be myself and be real. And uh, life has been nothing but real. And, and, and I, I like the idea that, that people can see that, like, you know, if your life's the train smash like mine was, it was an absolute train mm. smash, it's okay. You know, we get another yeah. day. And I, I just uh, I, I like to know that people that are going through that can look at my stuff and know that there's another day coming. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, uh, yeah, you became, you became a motivational speaker. <laughs> you no, know, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I think, um, I think Inadvertently. Uh, a lot of it was just personal expression, which I think people related to. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, certainly, certainly. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, I'm interested in this as well, just uh, – we we kind of last time you were on the show we kind of talked about just your the the, uh, the 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 final parts the latter parts of your WWE career and the, you know the social outcast and things like that. Now, but let's touch base on that a little bit more. Um, just you know, just to refresh people's memory. Um, All right. Now you weren't you, you know you you were Leo Kruger in NXT. Um, it was kind of uh, who who came up with that by the way. Me. Um, me okay. and Dusty Rhodes came up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Kruger had like five different versions as well. You know, there was uh, yeah, at one point I was the king of Africa. And then at one point mm-hmm. it was just Leo Kruger, whatever. And then, you know, it became like Craven the Hunter <laughs> at the, the end of it. And even became a bushwhacker at one point. So there was many That's different true. faces of Kruger, you know? Yeah. 
was there why did it go so many directions it just seems like the the kind of menacing hunter type of feel to it was kind of getting over but it just seemed mm-hmm. it just went everywhere and you know and sideways. What, what was the cause of that? Just them not having any conclusive direction with that character. I, I I'll be honest with you that and you know trying to see what crowds what people would get behind. Like um, gotcha. I enjoyed the, the the King of Africa stuff. I enjoyed that. You know it mm-hmm. had um, we got decent reaction from that. But the one that people liked was when we did the hunter. You're looking for something people are the most attracted to. And um, it's also my fault because I have heavy ADD and I will continually pitch different ideas and change my character every three minutes if I've given the chance. <laughs> so mm. It's also my fault. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually, I think the Craven the Hunter stuff was probably the version of Kruger that was the most popular. But uh, the mm. only problem with that was I was six foot one and barely 220 pounds, you know, and I don't think I could pull mm. it off right. So you think you think. Well, I don't know if the six foot one because uh, I'm six foot one and I'm taller than most people yeah. around me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but maybe the maybe the the two twenty mark. W- w- did they think you need to be a little beefier? I, I always I always use this as an example. Luke Harper would have been a great Leo Kruger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Okay. okay that makes I just think sense. I was too small for it, and. Um, you know, I felt like sometimes I was playing wrestler instead of just being wrestler, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. And uh, when you're playing yeah. wrestler, the crowd can see right through it. Makes sense. Because sometimes height doesn't necessarily, uh, yeah. you know, it seems you know it seems like heaviness is is uh, looked more than height in a lot of cases because you know I remember as uh, you you and I are around the same age. I think you. Um, and, and so I remember when I was a kid, uh, what my favorite, uh, all time favorite tag team was the road warriors. And, yeah. um, I remember, you know, Hawk and animal, they just seemed like, like King Bigger Kong and Godzilla to me at the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, yeah. and it's funny because a couple of years ago, I actually interviewed animal, still a big guy. Um, yeah. but I'm taller Not than he is. Thought, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I know <laughs> I, yeah. when I just I was when I interviewed him up close and personal, you know. And as I got older and you know, teenagers and in my 20s and 30s, and it's like uh, when he was in the WWE, you know, toward toward the time where they weren't, weren't really booking him right. He he started yeah. to seem smaller and smaller and smaller as I got older and older and older, um, you know. And then, like I said, when I interviewed him, it was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's, what's going on here? He's not as big as I thought. Still, again, still a big guy, but still yeah. as far as how tall is. I mean, not there. maybe not so, the tallest, but still a three hundred pound, you know, monster in his time, you know. Yeah, yeah, still a monster. No. Yeah, still a monster. So, yeah. it, so it seems as if, so it seems as if. The big, you know, the heaviness is what they really look for, you know, just like, uh, yeah. like Otis Dojovic, for for instance, for from Heavy Machinery, big dude, you know, smaller guy, you know, as far as uh, height, but but uh, big dude. So I wonder if yeah. um, if they would have. Uh, so you, do you think that it could have worked if you would have gained maybe, you know, 
pounds or so? Possibly, but I'm not mm-hmm. um, I'm not the biggest guy, you know. I still remember it was John Laronatus that came to me, and, I mean, they were getting ready to actually fire me at the point because mm-hmm. they didn't feel like people were getting enough momentum. On top of that, they just brought the Wyatts in, so they didn't want anything, you know, creepy other than the Wyatts. And it was like, uh, you know, I was like the Walmart version of, of the Wyatts. And no offense to Walmart. Uh, but, um, so, you know, and... <laughs> that's a really funny <laughs> way to put it. Yeah. So, Walmart Wyatt. Um, John Laronatus <laughs> came to me and said to me, you're trying to be something you're not. Hmm. You're trying to be this big, scary guy, and you're just not. He said, try be what you are. You're relatively good looking. Back then, I was all right looking. And, um, you know, use the, the, the assets you already have instead of trying to, like, create assets you don't naturally possess. And um, that's sort of where Adam Rose came from, was going more towards what I naturally look like, you know? Gotcha. Okay. I need to stop saying you know. I think you know. Oh, no, it's all right. <laughs> all right. No, no worries. You know, I'm about to become a doctor in psychology, so a lot of people have their kind of uh, buffer words. Uh, I say like a lot and um, you know, so, uh, you know. And I I just say, you know know. what I'm saying? I say, you know what I'm saying? And I irritate myself when I say it. Yeah, it's terrible. Eh, You know. Every you're not you're not unique. Everybody everybody has their buffer words, and so yeah, uh, you know, it, it it all works out. So, uh, <laughs> and, and some people just you know some people just pause. Some you know their their buffer yeah. is just to you know be silent for a couple seconds. But you know, just like a Woody Allen American movie. rhetoric. There you go. Woody Allen movies are just um <laughs> and ahs the whole way through it. It's crazy and it works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So so okay. So with with Adam Rose, I was personally I was really excited um, about the Adam Rose character. Um, and uh, for those joining the chat, um, the hashtag is, uh, ask Adam, hashtag ask Adam for, uh, for the Q and a that we're about to start here. Um, thanks everybody for joining the chat, by the way. Uh, so, um, as far as the Adam Rose character, I was really interested about what the Adam Rose character, I, I thought the, the theme music was amazing. I thought it was exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm going to be, you know, full disclosure here. I actually worked out to your theme music before. I like going to the gym a lot, and I actually worked out. As, uh, worked out to your <laughs> Not theme on my music. playlist, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, right. it's, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's typically not on my playlist. Playlist, uh, 99% <laughs> right. of my playlist is uh, Christian rap, but, uh, you know, yeah, every yeah. now and then you throw, throw in some Adam Rose uh, WWE theme song. <laughs> All right. Kind of balance it out a little bit. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. It was, I, I like the character, and, I, and, yeah, but, but here's the thing: on the main roster, it seemed as if there was no. Again, it just seemed like there was no direction with it, and uh-huh. you know, with with the kind of conga line thing and the rosebuds. Which, funny, we're gonna. I want to ask you about Becky Lynch here in a little bit. He was, uh, she was a, you know, rosebud and mm-hmm. and Braun Strowman as well. Uh, very interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah, it just, it just, it just didn't seem like there was a, a direction with it. What, what was the, what was the initial kind of, I'm going to put you in the, we're going to put you in the main roster and this is yeah. what, this is where you're going. What, what was that? 
Well, I mean, I, Hunter was really honest with me about what my potential on the main roster was. And he basically, mm. he said right to my face, you know, two years, mid-card push. And, um, really? You know, wow. yes, the idea, though, and that's not a bad thing. That, that's, that's a blessing. That's something you should say, thank you, God. I got this opportunity because now you get the opportunity to prove that maybe you're worth more. So, I mean, that's okay. not a bad thing. That's a blessing. He was just, Hunter was always extremely honest and straight up with me about what mm. they saw. And um, I think the problem was NXT with the crowd that continually came to see the same crowd every time we shot it, they got to watch yep. the evolution of m- me becoming Adam, which I think was half the reason I got that reaction was just watching the evolution from Kruger to Adam. And then on top sure. of that, the the way we could control the product at NXT, we couldn't control it the same way in the WWE. For instance, mm-hmm. and it's a small thing, but it makes a big difference. We couldn't drop the lights on the entrance. Why mm-hmm. couldn't we do that? Because the wires were dropping lights. So we can't have two people dropping lights. So I, I was unable to drop mm-hmm. lights. Now you get to watch all the rosebuds sort of just funnel out, you know, and form their position. And it, it kills some of the magic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. On top of that, the music was changed. The original music was above envy um, something or other. And then they changed mm-hmm. it because obviously they needed to own the music. And the music was good, but in my opinion, still not as good as the original. And um, mm-hmm. that changed the feel of it again. Then gotcha. we went from fire blowers and hot chicks and thongs to, you know, hot dogs and, and uh, whoopee cushions. And it just, it, it just changed. Mm-hmm. The thing started to evolve, Bunnies. and it evolved out of my control. <laughs> and it, it evolved out of, out of Hunter's control. I mean... Hunter actually came to me one time and said, you, you become someone's perception of your character rather than what the character is. And I was becoming someone's perception of the character. And that was mm. that it was a kid's character and not really this. You know, Adam Rose would have done great in ECW. You know, if we had those barriers and we could do what we wanted, that character would have worked there, but we couldn't do it in this environment. So, so was it supposed to be like an exotic character? Like what? Was that Sorry, the intent? That. What was it? What, were you supposed to be? Was Adam Rose supposed to be an exotic character? Was that the yeah. Was that the reason why it didn't work? Because it was supposed to be exotic. Well, I mean, exotic's fine, but I also think when you're working with something that's that different, it's that out of the box, it's that the norm, to try and debut it as a baby face, is risky. Uh, okay. You see what okay. I'm saying? Because people don't. Sure. They're not. Um, you don't relate to the guy who's a complete weirdo. So what happens is there's immediately a block between me and the audience as a baby face. I think if the character mm. had debuted as a heel, it would have been much easier for the audience to um, digest him. Okay. I don't know. Cause it just seemed like there was so much momentum coming from NXT because you were so over as mm-hmm. a baby face with that character. Yeah. To me, it made sense I still, that you came as a baby. Yeah, face. it's a different crowd completely. I still think uh, we should have come in as a heel and let the crowd, gotcha. you know, decide. Okay, I like this quirky little guy. You know what I'm saying? Let the crowd yeah. do that, yeah. rather than okay. we're going to force this down your throat. He's a good guy. He's kind of sure. weird, so we hope you like him. You know, and that's, yeah. that's not their point. I mean, they tried many different ways of of making it work, and eventually, you, you got to move on to the next thing. That's true. Yeah, it seemed like it was. Uh, it seemed like it was backwards. Like you, when you became a heel, it was just kind of. It just. Mm-hmm. It, it was just kind of like a dead zone. Like you know, yeah, because done. Yeah, be, 
yeah, because of the Congo line, it just seems like the, 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 the people just just was not interested in the character altogether. So your heel turn yeah. didn't it didn't it didn't spruce up your character at all. It just no. flat line. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, and part of that was because we had the situation. I don't know if you remember the whole thing. I don't even remember half of it. But I know the bunny <laughs> was. I was going to attack the bunny, and that would be the heel turn. And the problem mm-hmm. was we took so long to reveal the bunny. We never did reveal the bunny. We couldn't figure out who it was going to be. That by the time I actually did finally turn on him, instead of getting like the crowd upset that I hit the bunny, they actually cheered me mm-hmm. for doing it because they were tired of him too. I remember so that. We, we yep. just, you know, you have this really short little that. window of opportunity to capitalize on yeah. wrestling. When the crowd's yep. hot, that window's that. there. You got to capitalize at that moment. If you miss it, it's gone forever. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yep. Let's address a few of these questions before uh, we get into um, just your 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 current uh, whereabouts and what are your right. doings. Um, so the hashtag is Ask Adam. Kathy's asking, what do you think of John Cena? Uh, what was the question again? Sorry, you broke up. What do you think of John Cena? Oh, I had a great experience with John Cena. You know, a lot of guys um, had bad things to say, say about Cena, but I don't judge people by what people say about you. I judge people by how you actually treat me and what my interactions with you are. And John Cena yeah. was always very friendly to me. John Cena is always one. Of, he is, whether you like him or not, the hardest worker in the room. And on top of that, he's he's he, you could you can go ask him stuff. He's open to suggestions. He tries to help you along. I had nothing but good experiences with John Cena. Fantastic. Mahmoud is asking, uh, what do you think of No Way Jose stealing your gimmick? That's, that's what <laughs> I think he stole said. my gimmick. Honestly, um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think he's 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 got more potential than I did to make it work. That's what I feel. And um, unfortunately, yeah. having a group of people with you is difficult. It's not easy when you got it. You got it. This is a part of your character, part of your gimmick. Like I loved having rosebuds, but after a year of doing it, this was exhausting. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I feel bad for him that he's got to deal with that because I know that's rough. But um, I think he has more potential. I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing with him right now, but I feel like he has more athletic potential at least than what I did. Got you. Um <clears throat> Madam in person, big guy. He's a he's a big yeah. guy. Uh, he's a, he's deceivingly big. Yeah. Um he is and he's and he's very and, talented actually. You know? Yeah he's yeah, very yeah. talented. Yeah, he is. Once again it yeah. might just be a mid card talent. That might That's just be point. what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not good or now, not bad. It just uh, is what it is. Now I'm curious about this. Now you know there's been plenty of talks before of like the former Rosebuds. Of course, I just I just mentioned you know Becky Lynch and Braun Strowman, two of the biggest names in WWE right now. Now yeah. how was the how was that selection process? Now I do know people who you know were a part of that selection process and they had to audition and stuff like that. And you get mm-hmm. you know a small you know a few bucks here and there, but. Is it was it like a local thing or was it just like they had a, a few rosebuds that were just kind of consistent and the rest were locals? How was that selection yeah. process? It, it changed uh, initially when we did it at NXT. It was uh, I mean now you must remember these talents were already um, developmental talents. They were already all signed talents. 
Yeah. And um, those talents became the initial Rosebud crew. That was Becky and Braun and uh, I forget people's names, unfortunately. But, I mean, it was Elias. a good, solid crew of people. I remember the Lemon, uh, Ryan Katz. Um, you know, he was a part of, um, you know, uh, NXT crew. And he did that. And it's like that crew became the, the initial Rosebud group. And they really took it gotcha. seriously. Like a guy like Braun, Braun could have said, I'm not doing this. I'm six foot six. I'm 300 and yeah. whatever pounds. I don't have to be a Rosebud. And his yeah. attitude was so positive. He said, what do you want me to do? He used to help control other Rosebuds. He was officially the Rosebud general for a while. And, I mean, he just mm-hmm. had such a great attitude about it. He was a guy who didn't have to do it. You know, he just didn't have to right. do it. So we had an yeah. initial crew that I, I think when I debuted came on with me a few times. And then that mm-hmm. crew went back to NXT. And then we started using locals and we started using uh, people in the area and things like that. So it changed as we were going. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which makes sense because it's cost effective <laughs> because yeah. you're not paying, you know, the, the NXT talent, uh, you know, you're just paying a substantially lower amount of money for, for locals. Uh, yeah. Plus, they don't want the NXT talent's names to get tarnished by it. You know, true, they had true. they had potential for – they knew Braun's potential. They knew the guy's mm-hmm. potential that were in the group. So if we exposed them too much, we'd kill them in the long run. So it it's was get point. them in, get them out, and then start developing them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. Bren is asking, hey, uh, uh, hashtag ask Adam. Hey, Adam, how's your little one? I saw the documentary about you and it hit me in the feels. I had sympathy for you. After that, I wish you could go back and get a good push. Ah, thank you. Very thoughtful um, comment there. Uh, Maverick's doing very well. He actually just had his feeding tube out because he's been on a feeding tube, obviously, okay. since he's there. So it's a, it's a big thing yeah. for him. You know, he's finally not got the tube in and he can be like every other kid at school. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a big for him. Yeah, he's great. Content. I mean, he's he's a little tyrant, but he's great. Yeah. He managed better. Quite a little tag team. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gruss is asking, um, did you cosplay Hollywood Hogan? I did. <laughs> I did. Sorry, and I shouldn't have, but that's my ADD again. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do this because I like this idea. <laughs> Made no sense at all for me to do it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> um, Euro is asking uh, if you ran WWE, would you prefer a family-friendly product or more edgy storylines? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I think the family-friendly product in the long run does make more money and has more uh, investment in it. But I do think for die-hard wrestling fans, the edgy stuff's where it is. So yeah. it's, it's a different, yeah. it's a difficult line to balance, you know? Um, let's see. Sufi's asking, um, okay, Derek's asking, what is it really like working for WWE? Overall, is it a positive vibe backstage or negative? Um, my experience was a very positive one. My experience was not a negative experience. Um, you know, it's 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 like anything else. It's competitive. You know, mm. it's it's stressful. It's it's difficult at times. It's tiring, but they're definitely not going out of their way to make people's lives harder. They try and make it as pleasant as possible for everyone there. Gotcha. Good stuff. Um, Sufi's asking, um, 
uh, hashtag Ask Adam. Hope your recovery is going well. Question is, who gave you the best advice in the WWE, and what was the advice? Good question. Best advice in the WWE. I would probably have to say Hunter, and this was in NXT when he said to me, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cody's asking, um, who ha- who was supposed to be behind the bunny in the end? Uh, that we still don't know. <laughs> I don't think there was ever an end game, unfortunately. At one point, the idea was mm. to have Vince do it, but that um, didn't make sense either. So, I mean, At the idea you was... Said- I, you know, I personally wanted them to use like a uh, a wrestler from the '80s that could have been seen to be down on his luck, that needed the opportunity, you know. And like, um, I felt like that was the way to go with it, but we ended up not knowing what to do with it. Gotcha. So, if I heard you correctly, you said Vince was uh, thought about at one point in time. At one point, that was some serious discussion because there were. Wow. How do we pay this off? Because it had a huge amount of momentum at one point. And I, we just yeah. didn't really know how to pay it off. So you couldn't mm-hmm. debut a top NXT talent as the bunny because we've tarnished him. We mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, um, we couldn't figure out how to pay the thing off the correct way. So at one point it was like, well, let's just make Vince do it. And they were like, but why would Vince do it? Because he's a crazy billionaire and he can do whatever he wants. You know, yeah. and, um, but that, that didn't happen. And um, I still think getting a guy from the 80s who needed like, you know, we could have made it like it was an opportunity for him and one of the guys that could still go. We could have had something out of that. That was my idea with it. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, this is... Okay, so Wild Boy's asking, do you feel the Leo Kruger character could have been more successful in the main roster over Adam Rose? I mean, if you look at it, types of characters, possibly because Leo was a more serious character and you have more traction as a serious character rather than a, you know, a funny comedy character of sorts. So in that line, mm-hmm. maybe, but um, I honestly do not believe I would have pulled Leo Krugel off properly anyway. Mm. Uh, Gross is asking uh, how many superstars played the bunny? Mm. Um, obviously many locals played it. Um, when it came to in-ring action and activity, Justin Gabriel did most of it. Um, Brad Maddox did it once. Sami Zayn did it once, believe it or not. Tyler Breeze did yeah, it once. Yeah. Um, but when it came to actual in-ring activity, it was uh, Justin Gabriel. Yeah, it, 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 it. You could tell that it was PJ. Um, just from the, <laughs> the type of you could. yeah, he's. <laughs> It was a very unique wrestling style, and it, it was pretty yeah. obvious to me <laughs> that it was PJ. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I did hear that it was. I did hear one time uh, that it was Sammy, and so you know that yeah. that's interesting. Never knew about Brad Maddox. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he, he did that's it a few times too. Yeah. Oh wow! It could have revealed the body to be Brad Maddox at the end. That could have uh, turned. That's what he wanted. He actually did pitch the idea. <laughs> He actually did. He did it. really. Yeah. Brad wanted to be the one under. Yeah. Wow. At one point, yeah. He wanted to be the one revealed. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Um. Um. Okay. So, uh, Tuck Graf is asking if did you have a personal preference on who would be the bunny? So, out of the out of everybody, was discussed who would be your personal preference? 
what, like for the payoff at the end or for the guys that were actually doing it? For the guys who were actually doing it. Well, I like I like Gabriel doing it because we were friends, you know. We go back all the way to yeah. South Africa together, so it was cool having yeah. Gabriel do it. Just um, I yeah. felt bad for him doing it sometimes because he's so talented, and it was mm-hmm. you know sorry that you have to be a bunny tonight, bro. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, and he did it well too. He did he did some really creative stuff with it when he was doing it. He took it seriously. He tried to you try to get the bunny over. You know, he didn't he didn't just be like oh I don't want to be a bunny. You know, he really yeah. he did the best he could. With it. Yeah, and he's super in your dough. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I've had him on the show before, and I've seen him live uh, competing. Yeah, very, very talented guy uh, for sure. Uh, underrated. He's been getting better, in my, well, my opinion. He's been getting better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Kramer's asking, how was it dealing with indie promoters on the? How is how was it? I guess how is it because you're still in the indie scene. How is it dealing with indie promoters on the indie circuit? Uh, some good, some bad. You know, some of it's good, some of it's nightmarish. But I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. But I've had I've had mainly positive experiences. So. Got it. Fourth wall was asking, "What is Vince McMahon like?" Be honest. Of course, it's going to be honest. Oh yeah, I, I get this question a lot. I was scared to death of Vince when I went on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, scared to death. I avoided him like the plague for a while. Just I didn't want him to look mm-hmm. at me. I, I would run the other way if he came down the passage. I was scared <laughs> to death of him. Um, wow. But in actual fact, he was he was very approachable. He, he gave me time I probably didn't deserve. And um, mm-hmm. you know he would open his office up and, and talk to you and you know figure some stuff out with you and tell you what to do. And he was honest too. He'd tell you when you dropped the ball. He was very honest yeah. when you dropped the ball. And he would tell you when you when you caught it. You know uh, he didn't sugarcoat anything. And uh, once again, I I don't have these. I don't have a horrible story about Vince McMahon. He was he was great to me. Yep, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> who do you look up to the most in the wrestling business? Who was your favorite legend? It's a two parter. Um, my my favorite superstar of all time is always going to be the British Bulldog. Um, and that never changes. Um. But who do I look up to? I mean, I, you look up to someone like John Cena. It may seem cliche. It may seem corny. But you look up to someone like that because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be the hardest worker in the room anymore, but he always is. You know, that work ethic is something you can learn from. And um, yeah. there's a reason he was who he was, and there's a reason there's a reason that happened, you know? Certainly. Uh, Steven's asking, who would you consider to be the best person uh, you've worked with in the ring and why? I really, I didn't get to do it a lot, but I really enjoyed uh, working um, Dolph Ziggler. I had a great time with Dolph. I enjoyed working Cesaro. Cesaro was great. Um, Mm -hmm. Tyler Breeze is excellent. Mm -hmm. I had a great time with Tyler Breeze. Um, Those are some of the good experiences I had. I mean, you know, I did a dance-off with The Miz once, and, I mean, that was a great experience. <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen in the WWE. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Tuck is asking, um, do you know whether the bunny is being recruited by AEW? <laughs> they already have a bear. Bernard the, Bernard the, uh, contracted the bear. for me. <laughs> At least he yeah. got over AEW <laughs> should bring you in, man. Uh, you're you're yeah. a legend in the business. I'm sure that uh, you'll get over. Um, 
Derek, is that, I got a few more. I uh, appreciate your time, man. I uh, appreciate you uh, no doing this. It's been fun. Uh, Derek is asking, what is it? <clears throat> what is it like taking a choke slam from Kane? Oh, that was great. Um, we did, I do believe, Social Outcast got choke slammed by the Big Show and Kane once. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a competition between all four of us to see who could get the highest. And I do believe I won that. I take that with Nice. You. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> you, uh, you. The elevated chokeslam award goes to uh, Adam. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we're, we'll, um, as uh, more questions uh, come, uh, I'll have time for a few more if possible. I do, but I do, uh, before uh, we close um, with you this evening, I do want to talk about just uh, – um, what's really made the, the news over the past few weeks is just uh, your heartfelt message that you had on Instagram um, about just uh, your recovery and just the fact that uh, you've, you've uh, really rebounded from a lot of things. Um, uh, just, I'm trying to pull the message up here. Um, and, and it's, it's really got a lot of steam um about it and uh you know so it it was really heartfelt and and just what exactly motivated you to write the message uh on on social media like you know sometimes mm-hmm. the thing is what the thing is with social media it you always run a risk especially if you have if you're a popular person, if you have a kind of a celebrity status of any sort, you always run the risk of people just totally grossly uh, just sabotaging, you know, your intent and just taking it, you know, somewhere totally different. Thankfully, um, you know, your, your message was well received um, just from a, from a media standpoint and just, uh, you know, just, uh, just a period, you know, standpoint period. Um, I'm trying to find it. Um, I'm, I am going to show the one that you had or shared on Facebook that says when when y'all dating, once y'all married, don't do this, don't do this to your husband. <laughs> that was the funniest, <laughs> the very meme I have long, long, long time, <laughs> and I shared it. Uh, I have a group chat with some good friends of mine. I shared it, and uh, it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I have it right here, actually. Do you mind if I read it out loud? No, go for it. All right, it says, uh, this was uh, January the 16th. It says, uh, I've never really spoken about this, but the picture on the left is me at the height of my drug usage, 170 pounds. The picture on the right is me now after 415 15 days sober, 223 pounds. I'll be talking openly from here on about the disease name addiction that almost cost me life. God has given me a second chance. I don't plan to waste it. I want to thank the WWE for their help. They went above and beyond for me when I know I didn't deserve it. They, they helped save my life. Stay posted as I plan to share my story and this journey with you all. Uh, so uh, go a little bit more into it as far as just uh, your intention and uh, and just uh, what you've been by. And again, it's been well received, man. So thanks for thanks for sharing this. Yeah, I mean, I never really had, had spoken about it before. 
And um, I, I also didn't want to speak about it while I was still, you know, in the really early stages of it because it, it takes a while to come around. Um, sure. But for the first time, I mean, I think what happened is someone sent me a picture. That picture that's me on the the left, someone sent me that picture, and I couldn't believe it. And that's what prompted me to post it because I, I didn't even realize how bad I actually looked. You know, when you're in the height mm-hmm. of your addiction, you don't realize how sick you look. You don't see it. You know, other people do, but you don't see it. And I had gone from yeah. when I was in NXT, I weighed in about 228 pounds as Leo Kruger. And I, on the main, ro- on the main roster, was down to a buck 65 at one point. You mind and, if I, uh, you know, you mind if I, uh, yeah. You mind if I show this picture to the uh, to the public right now? Go for it. It's on. I mean, it's public on. So, okay. As you're talking, I'm, I'm going to show this picture. So yeah. go ahead. So I mean, that's you me really sick, and unfortunately not realizing I'm sick, and unfortunately still thinking I'm okay, and still thinking I can move forward, and um, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I had to really. You you got to reach rock bottom before you want to get any better. And it ended up mm-hmm. with um, overdosing. And it ended up with me living in my Jeep on the beach in Panama City, still thinking I'm okay. And um, one of my good friends, Bull Dempsey, was on the phone with me one night. And he said, you got to get help. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. And um, he spoke to someone in the WWE. They contacted me. And the WWE actually sent a car to pick me up, take me to Tallahassee, and fly me into treatment. They didn't wow. have to do that. You know, I had left the WWE in ill repute. I had been an embarrassment to the WWE. I had done damage to their name. They did not have to do what they did. And Mm -hmm. they were so supportive and so helpful. They got me into treatment um, on their dime and um, have ever since that been helping me. You know, I mean, it's a long journey. Recovery is a lifelong journey. You're always an addict. You're never not an addict. Mm -hmm. But you're continually in recovery and the WWE has done nothing but support me through my recovery. And um, so, you know, people want to knock on the big corporations. That hasn't been my experience. My experience has been that once you're part of the WWE family, you're part of that family for life and they will help you and look after you when needed. Fantastic, man. That's uh, a fantastic story. And uh, it's, it's really Really cool. It's really cool to be open about that. And of course, you know, a lot of people get flack, you know, from WWE. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of negative uh, <laughs> connotation when it comes to uh, WWE a lot of times from people who uh, are no longer there. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, still have conversations, still have good conversations with a lot of people who were released from WWE. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I I commend you uh, for really speaking up toward the positive, you know, uh, end of it and just how they really um, helped you, you know, really save your life. So uh, kudos yeah. to that, man. I, I'm i glad that we chat a lot nowadays, and I'm glad that I, I'm a part of your life in a very small way, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so let the let, let the listeners know just um, you know what's going on nowadays. Where to find you on social media and uh, yeah. where to find you on the indies. Yeah, I think on Facebook I'm under my real name, which is Raymond Lapon, and then on Instagram, it's it's supposed to be I'm a Lamoon, but I I didn't do it right, and it says I'm Male Moon. 
So it's I M A L three O's by the way. M- yeah, with three O's and it's a terrible thing. I can't change it now because I got the blue tech and I don't know how to do it. So um, it'll remain I Mail Moon. Um, yeah, I mean, I got shows coming up just about every weekend, but I don't even couldn't tell you where they are. I Mail Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you watch the Instagram, I'll put the little posters up and you can see where I'm going to be and stuff like that. Good stuff. Ray, Adam, it's. Uh been a pleasure of having you on the show man i really really appreciate you coming on and uh spending your time and uh you know sharing your story with us tonight man yes sir thank you for having me i really appreciate the opportunity good stuff man it's been a lot of fun have a good night bye adam rose good stuff man uh Thank you so much for sharing your story uh, here on the show, on the Pancakes and Power Sam show. Thank you for the uh, all the chat to address the, uh, you know, to Q&A, some really good questions for, for Adam. Um, and, again, man, thank you for sharing your story, man. That was uh, fantastic. Really putting WWE over, um, that's really good to hear. So, all right, so for the sake of time, we got a lot to talk about uh, and a little bit of time to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. We got some Undertaker trivia. Um, so this is the night of, for the next six weeks, we're going to do a long series for the flavor of the week this week, uh, this, uh, series until WrestleMania, we're going to spend the rest of, uh, from now until the WrestleMania for the flavor of the week up for the flavor of the week segments. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to be reviewing the undertaker WrestleMania matches. And I got all types of undertaker trivia. Um, I probably won't have exclusive undertaker trivia every Every week I may, I do tonight uh, as far as the trivia for The Undertaker uh, because this may be, you know, there's some reports that uh, he may not, he's not scheduled for WrestleMania right now and he uh, is rumored to be the the first ballot on the Hall of Fame uh, list uh, for this year. So we're going to celebrate The Undertaker's uh, career in the WWE Tonight, we're going to talk about his WrestleMania matches from 1991 to 1997. Uh, we're going to just uh, talk about the matches and review them. And, uh, of course, get your reviews of it as well. We're going to talk about uh, a small, shortly TakeOver Phoenix and, of course, uh, the Royal Rumble. Of course, uh, for those who are first uh, joining us, uh, who are joining us for the first time, again, thank you. Uh, support the show. Join the Patreon right there. We have weekly interviews every single week. Uh, last week, we had uh, Casey Lennox, and the uh, week before that, we had Sean Devari, my good buddy, Sean Devari, who uh, is now a WWE agent. It's public. <laughs> it's public, so I can say something about it. Um, and so uh, Aria Devari actually tweeted um, about it. So good. Uh, so kudos, man. Uh, um, big, big congratulations to my buddy Sean Devari, man. Well deserved. Uh, again, also Sanjay Dutt and uh, Biss are also on the uh, on the um, uh, the agent staff now, the backstage staff for WWE now. Um, there's also some rumors. I don't know how accurate they are, but um, WWE's thinking about starting an NXT in India or or a performance center in India. And uh, Dutt may uh, may run that. I actually spoke to Dutt on the phone uh, last week, I think it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, he didn't share too much about um, WWE as far as, like, what he's going to do. But uh just called him and congratulated him. So, And he said thanks. And um, he can't 
can't share too much of what he's doing. And um, so, but congratulations to him. And, uh, and you know, my buddy Sean Devari, man, well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, he's put so much in the business and, um, you know, we've texted back and forth uh, and I'm congratulating him. And, and uh, yeah, so well-deserved with uh, Sean Devari. All right, so let's bring in my boy, Evan Tech Prout. And, again, before I do that, uh, join the Patreon, uh, support the show, weekly interviews. Um, Adam Rose, uh, he's been on there before. Uh, speaking of that, I think last week I had an announcement that was uh, a, uh, <laughs> a bit post-mature. It wasn't premature because it was up. I guess post-mature because it was down. And last time I heard that decision was changed. So let me let me verify before before I do it again. And I think we're good to go. Uh, let me verify this before before I make an announcement again. Um. So as we do that, yeah, support the show. And again, like I said, uh, there's there's packages for the Patreon, but for those who are regulars here, the Pancakes of Power Slam show, we came up with an agreement. Uh, if people join the Patreon, I will keep the weekly interviews going. I've had a weekly interview. I've had a wrestler on here every single week consecutively since, uh, I don't know, I think like 2016 or something like that. I've had a total of 145 wrestlers on the Pancakes and Power Slam show, uh, over 200 interviews. Uh, and so, yeah, um, I put a lot of hard work uh, having having this show for you all to enjoy. So um, please, uh, please show me your thanks back by uh, giving to the Patreon. Uh, yeah, so the, the Pancakes and Power Slam show up. Um, uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam's Wikipedia page is uh, up and running. Um, so there was some issues with it last week. Um, but yeah, Pancakes and Power Slams, ladies and gentlemen, Wikipedia. We have we have made it to the Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so congratulations uh, for the Pancakes and Power Slam show. It's official. Wikipedia page. Looks like we're doing something important. Evan Tech Proud, how are you tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. Good to have most of my voice back since our allergies tried to take me out after the Royal Rumble. It was good yeah, to man. hear. Congrats on uh, yes, sir. another great interview with Adam Rose. You know, having over 200 Thank interviews. You, I know you will combine all the interviews you've had, over 200. Me having over 200 myself. My my list is, is a tad under yours as far as wrestlers. You know, I've had all types of people on mine. Uh, enough content, if you will, for all fans, other yes, fans of the Power Slams, under the Matt Radio, would have yeah. over a year's Certainly. worth. Matter of fact, T3, you talking about combined six years for you. Well, going on seven years for you, going on six years for me. It'll be There's seven years uh, in April. Seven years. Yeah, seven yeah. years in April. Six years for me in in July, July third. So our fans will be covered for years on yes, end sir. with content. Absolutely. Adam Rose, great great interview, brother on him. Yep. Rugged Ronnie Govan had him earlier. I can announce nice. uh, he will be on Pancakes and Power Slams in the coming month or so. Yep. So very interesting stuff. We'll be on the show. You want to break yep. some news? You heard it here first. It was said on my show. I'm gonna mention it first. As far as me, 
Chris Jericho is looking to face Sisuke Nakamura in next year's Wrestle Kingdom. He's looking to face mm. that is legit. If you hear Featherstone or myself mention anything like this on air, we have all sorts of friends within all of, uh, how, how do you say it, uh, brother, all of the different motherships. They're the mo- Ring of Honor. <laughs> the mothership. And, uh, all the different motherships. <laughs> oh, Dusty, baby. Oh, Dusty, daddy. <laughs> the, the, the belly welly. The froggy splash. <laughs> all, 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 of, all, of the, all of the motherships, E-R-H, even AEW, Jericho does want to face Nakamura at Russell Kingdom next nice. year. Do not expect Nakamura. Do you not be surprised? And then we'll catch you on the Baldini boy. Don't be surprised if you don't see good old Nakamura return to E. And don't be surprised if you don't see good old Ziggles, Ziggler return either. So you heard it here first. Yeah, I can confirm. Jericho, Y2J, man of a thousand and four holds. Yeah, that's right. Thousand four. Absolutely. Good good stuff. Good stuff. I uh, appreciate you sharing that, man. Um uh shout out to uh Derek said uh needs more viewers, podcast deserves more viewers is what he said, man. God, God bless you. Appreciate that. Awesome stuff. Uh Zed says, uh great stuff, Chris. Um Wild Boy says you're amazing, Chris. Love nights like this. Man, listen, if you put me over, I'll put you over, just like I did before. Um, yeah, man, if you, you know, I appreciate stuff like that. So if I see stuff like that in the chat and I catch it, I'm going to put you back over. Um, King Larry uh, said, wow, nice man, respect. Uh, Gerald said, congratulations. Jeffrey uh, is asking, what the what is the Patreon? Um, good question. Um, it's right above my head, right here. There it goes. Boom! www.patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. Tim is asking, my question was going to be about Dean, but WWE already answered that today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I got, all right. I got to um, take a trivia if you, you get stuck. Go for it. Uh, Undertaker trivia for everybody listening. What was Undertaker's first prop? What is the first ever Undertaker prop, or should I say gimmick, that he used when he arrived in the WWE or F? Mm. There you go. First prop, the first gimmick of uh, The Undertaker. All right, so uh, let's just real quick, uh, just chat room, share your thoughts on uh, on TakeOver. Um, Gabriel's asking, ask Chris, what's Seth Rollins rumored to be facing Brock at Mania? Boo, by the way. Yeah. Do you think WWE made the right choice in having him win the Rumble, or could they have just had him earn a title shot at the Elimination Chamber? I'm not um, – uh, you know, what, what we're going to talk about here, we're going to talk about Rumble here, right? Uh, just, you know, real following here very soon. Um I, I'm not okay I mean I'm okay with Seth winning Rumble. I'm not opposed to it. Um like I've said it before, I, I wanted if Seth wins I, I would prefer him to go against um 
to go against uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Now, here's the fun part of it. Um, Daniel Bryan could actually, because since it's only in three weeks, uh, Seth Rollins, and and I'm thinking about this even as we're talking. I'm really interested in this in this potential here. Everybody's thinking Seth Brock. I think this possibly could happen since we got like 17 F5s from Brock. Maybe that's a way of taking Rollins off of air for a while, uh, kind of bringing the mystique up. And, you know, you have Elimination Chamber in three weeks. Uh, AJ, I mean, uh, Daniel Bryan retains the title at WrestleMania. Um, and at, I mean, not, not at WrestleMania, but uh, uh, Daniel Bryan retains the title at the Elimination Chamber. And then at the end of the uh, show, Seth Rollins comes out and challenges Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. How about that? That's, uh, that's what I'm hoping happens. So, so are we going to see Braun against Brock at Mania? Then I would be a one hundred percent on board for Braun with Braun versus Brock. It has a large, it has a larger life feel to it, which it should. Um, there's still some unfinished business. Um, you can use Braun, you can use Baron Corbin as a filler feud for the next couple of months before uh, before he goes against uh, Brock, because you know Brock's not going to you know make many appearances. Cool. Uh, so, you know, Baron Corbin would be a perfect filler feud. I don't know exactly why they're just throwing in Drew McIntyre at that. That's weird to me. I don't know why they're doing that. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. That would be that would be preferred for me. That would be preferred for me. I just came up with I just came up with something else. Just came up with something else. Here we go. Ready? So I agree. Right now, they're doing uh, – so if they don't do Braun versus Brock, which I would prefer, it seems like they're having Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin be a team, which I'm not a big fan of. I think Drew McIntyre should be the top heel on, on, on Raw right now. Um, they've done a terrible job booking him since uh, he lost the fan at TLC. Um, but it seems like they may – do the Corbin Drew thing, and they may stretch this out. Um, and it seems like Braun's going to be outnumbered, and then man, Bray Wyatt comes, man, and uh, he teams back up with Braun, and so you have Bray and Braun against uh, Corbin and Drew. So looks like we may have that. Um. All right, so the question, so, so the responses to your question, Evan, was uh, uh, I see Earn and Ty and Shovel. <laughs> no, that's not it. The other one, another person says a bottle of embalming fluid. Uh, no, close, but no. I get two okay, more. Okay, who do you got? The embalming um, fluid wasn't used to, gosh, wasn't used to 99, 98 when he was the ministry. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, uh, put thing. it on Shammy Rock, on the rock. Yeah, yeah someone's saying, wouldn't Seth try to go back after Braun first? Well, I mean, he got um, he got beat up by um, 
There was somebody he got beat up by recently that he didn't uh, that he didn't he didn't get back to. I forgot who it was, but uh, it might have been true. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's uh, I'm just not sold on Seth versus Brock. I'm just I just I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on it, man. I, and I'm like, this is the 35th, you know, WrestleMania, a big number, a milestone number. It's going to be in New York, back to the old, you know, traditional stomping grounds. I'm going to be there, so I want to see a good match. You know, Evan and I are going to be there. And uh, so, I don't know, just as if I'm going to be there for work, but, uh, you know, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm there as a journalist. Sunday evening, I'm there as a fan. Um, And um, I don't know. It's just one of those things, man. I I I want to see a good card. Um, And... And so far, it's decent. It looks decent, but there's a, there's a couple directions that I just I don't like. I don't like the, you know I don't like the triple threat that, that that's rumored between Becky, uh, Sasha, and Ronda. Not a fan of that no, at all. No, um, I'm not a fan of Seth Brock because here's the thing: it took Roman Reigns three times to beat to to dethrone Brock. Strowman has won against Brock. What four times, three or three or four times at least? I know he had the the the, the four man match, the singles match. He had two singles matches, uh, a triple threat, and, and a four man. I think the four man was at uh, um, SummerSlam. I think it was. I think he had a triple threat with uh, with him. I think it was him, Kane, and Brock was at the last year's Royal Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Which. Um, right. And then. And then they had the, the singles at uh, the the just a random was it I think it was like No Mercy or right uh, which, I think it was it was some October pay per view I think it was which Brock um, only pinned Strowman once yeah 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 and people were upset because he only because well there people were I think people were upset because well he pinned him twice because he pinned well, I think it was at No Mercy. Um, Oh man, I think it was at No Mercy. I think it was October pay per view that he went against Brock Lesnar. Either No Mercy or um Hold on, let me find it out right now. Now I know the Crown Jewel, you know, he pinned him. Um but yeah, he's went against Brock Lesnar for four times. Uh yeah, so that was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, no mercy. 2017 is when uh, when he went against Brock. So over the past what year and some some tax, he's went against him four times. So has hasn't won one time. And so Seth is supposed. To, and I and I love Seth. Let's let's make this very clear. Big fan of Seth Rollins. If you listen to the show about. <laughs> Two or three years ago, I couldn't stand Seth Rollins because I couldn't stand the way. Uh, well, about he's three still, years ago, he's still in the way WWE. Was, yeah, I couldn't stand it. Now I was a huge fan of Tyler Black and ROH. The heel Seth Rollins, the Shield Seth Rollins was good. The, the Authority Seth Rollins, I couldn't stand it. Uh, um, but now over the past year, I think Seth has been one of the greatest, one of the best workers in the on the roster. I'm just not so based on Brock versus AJ versus based on Brock versus Finn based on Brock versus Daniel Bryan. 
and he just plowed. You know, he had some um, moments. You know, the the other people had some moments against him, but he looks uh, he dwarfed all three of them, and he looks so powerful. And all three of them lost to him. Seth Rollins is in that same boat, that same Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan boat. Uh, good worker, similar size. So, so what? And even Ambrose, you know, throw Ambrose in there. He went against Ambrose at Mania. So you've got Ambrose, AJ, Daniel Bryan, and Finn Balor, four, you know, smaller frame guys that are good workers. All three of them got, you know, just plowed over, you know, from from Brock. So how am I supposed to be hooked on Seth Rollins being somebody different? He Braun Strowman had four opportunities to beat Brock Lesnar, didn't beat him in one. It took it took Roman Reigns three opportunities to beat Brock Lesnar, and so how am I supposed to be hooked on the fact that Seth Rollins? Can can do it now. Granted, Seth Rollins, I believe he also had two other opportunities. I know they had a singles match, and I know they had a triple threat match. Uh, I think it was at Royal Rumble with uh, Seth Cena and, and Lesnar, which is a really good match, by the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just not just not. not uh, kudos to uh, Joe. Uh, it says let's go. Um, Love this podcast. Uh, thanks, uh, thank you, sir, for putting putting this podcast over. Um, Steve is asking, what do you think of the chances of possible three or four way for both main titles? This could be an opportunity to, to possibly swap the titles around on the brands before the TV deal kicks in. Um, multi man, multi man major matches on Mania. Uh, it's not good. Um, it, it, just a a one on one is is better feel to it, you know. As far as the WrestleMania is concerned, uh, multi person main matches. Not a big fan of that. Um, GSP says saying, uh, "How about when HBK fought people like Vader, Taker, Kane, Sid Diesel?" I don't see it happening now but I would believe a heel Seth getting help to beat Brock would be more believable. See, and that's the thing. Brock does not need to be anywhere close to a baby face at this point. He's supposed, there's, there's so little heels right now and there's so little heels that really stand out. And there's really little baby faces that stand out. We need, here's the thing. Tried and true method is for, Good heels to put over baby faces that are rising up, and good baby faces who are very established putting over heels. Um, and again, with with some some storyline, with some build, you know, um, just as far as the Royal Rumble is concerned, we'll just touch on that real. Well, as far as Takeover uh, Phoenix, real quick, um, it it was a solid show for some reason. I don't know. I, I, I maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. With overkill NXT. I wasn't, I wasn't really. I wasn't sold on NXT, man. I just, you know, I, I just. And I, I'm a big fan of NXT. I'm a big, a big fan of NXT. Big fan of the takeovers. Um, huge, huge fan of the takeovers. 
it wasn't bad. Let's make that very, very clear. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Um, however, I don't know, maybe because I, maybe because the bar was so high as far as my expectation. Um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, this wasn't sold on it. Uh, just, just wasn't sold on as far as just uh, overall quality from I it was what I, what I'm used. To. Yeah, from what I usually from from, from the um, people were talking about Hideo Tommy asking for his release. I just I'm looking at this right now. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. Um, yeah, very interesting. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, he, he just he just lost to uh, Akil Tozawa um, about an hour ago. <laughs> Two or five live. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that here. Very, very interesting stuff. All right. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as takeover real quick, um, Tammy says it just wasn't as good as the previous takeovers. That's basically how I feel about it. It just wasn't as good. The the bar is pretty high with the takeovers and dream not having a spot. Cole not having a spot. I know that they did their post-match stuff, but that's, that's the setup for, you know, Rock versus Foley forklift, you know, halftime heat. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> that, that just really didn't do much. Uh, it was a decent show, but it just wasn't m- very many wow factors. Uh, Gargano Ricochet was a fantastic match. Um, surprised, but pleasantly surprised that Gargano won the title. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ciampa and, and Black was there. Eh. Decent, eh. Um, but yeah. All right, so real quick on, on Rumble, um, on the Royal Rumble, of course Becky was a good call. Um, Seth was a good call of winning the Rumble, but we'll see where it goes. Um, I mean, gosh, my man, coming Ray Mysterio, so, he got no offense. I'm like, dag, Ray. Yeah. Came in, yeah. got a six one nine assist. He got murdered the whole match. Yeah, that great. But I mean, Nia Jax yeah. DLC, it was different. That's because Nene Boy no. leaving. It was you know, mm. okay. Becky Lynch when it was yeah. cool. Brock and Finn, uh, as good of a match as you're gonna get. You saw Kamora a lot. That was yeah, it was actually see. much better than I expected. Right. It was actually much better. It was it was a good, it was actually a pretty uh, exciting match. It was a pretty exciting match. I was, and I said this before. I know we've talked. Me and you have talked about it, and I've talked about I talked about it uh, when I was watching it with a good buddy of mine. Uh, good, some good Axe Chris questions. I'm looking at too. I'll, I'll address those in a minute. Um, Brock, Brock is very underrated as far as um, getting credit for being a good. Brock's a good seller, um, and and I think he really gets he, he people people you know they they crap on Lesnar a lot as far as his appearances are concerned. I don't have a problem with Lesnar. I think I think Lesnar's a good a good. I think he's still a good commodity to the WWE. I have a really big problem with him being champ. I, I do. I, I, I'm not. I, I like the fact. See, I think it should be kind of like the Hogan thing. You shouldn't go three, four months before we see you, but you shouldn't be on there every week. Like when AJ and Brock were champs, they were like the polar opposites. We saw AJ every week and not even the main event on a lot of SmackDowns. 
we saw Brock three, four months out, and they're just a polar opposite. I think we need a happy medium when it comes with that. Like, we don't see you every week, and when you do come, it's announced. You know, stuff like that that really that really increases the stock of your world champion. And um, but other than that, I mean, just Brock without being a champ, I think he's I think he's still Brock a good. Um, yeah, I think he's still a good part of the company, and he's so a very well. underrated seller. I think uh, when he when he wants to really put someone over. He does a fantastic job selling, and and he did a really good job selling against Finn. I think he did. I think he did well. Yeah. I he, did not like the ending though. The ending of it was trash. Just uh, here's not, the thing. No, I mean I, I was fine with the ending of the match because it seemed like a, it was a desperation, you know, move. I was fine with that. Well, if the goal is to actually put Finn over, still lose, they did a fantastic job. Like the, the 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 match itself did a really good job with putting Finn over with him still losing. Fantastic! If they ended it that way. I would have been a big fan of it. The 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 post match crap, terrible idea. Why? Like, there's nothing that Brock Lesnar needs to do to become a bigger. And I tweeted this. There's nothing that Brock Lesnar do need to do to become a bigger um, a heel. There's, I mean, and Finney's the, all the help that he that he possibly can to become a stronger babyface. Why in the world would you have Brock just suplex him repeatedly? That was to me that just ruined his entire momentum as as a babyface, and uh, I think that was a really bad call. Um, yeah, there was and a couple other things. And, and let's add to the sleeper once again: Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles. Which no one cared about. We all went and went to the bathroom and got something to drink. Eric Wolin yeah. downloads, and I guess he's defending his brothers yeah. with a beard. Like, why do you even hear the ugliest one of the ugliest choke slams? Like, WWE yeah, feel anyone that's over six five, you have to do a power yeah. bomb or a choke slam. Come on, man. Yeah. Is is is. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan has, doesn't need any interference. He can be AJ fan square. It's believable, just like it's believable if AJ defeated Daniel Bryan fan square. It just yep. this was a waste. I honestly yeah. forgot how the match ended. <laughs> it's like well, on Rowan, paper, uh, I, 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 right? I just we saw it. We, we and that's the thing. That's the thing with. See, I'm a traditionalist, man. I, I'm old school when it comes to uh, when it comes to wrestling. I think I always say pro wrestling is a comic book come to life. And if we kept hearing, if we kept seeing the same same story over and over and over again, we're not going to care about the last match, the 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 the, the, the climax to the story. First of all, there's, there's hardly ever any there's hardly any story that's coming with this. Daniel Bryan's an environmentalist; he doesn't like hamburgers. AJ's defending the people. Okay, and. We've seen Daniel Bryan versus AJ so much. Instead of actually taking time out to have a story like a comic book, like I always say, pro wrestling is a comic book come to life. When you look at a comic book, the matches, you know, the the, the, final, the final showdown leading to all the storyline arcs, it's not 
this page, this page, that page, this page. It's at the end because we're 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 setting up, we're we're building the crescendo, we're causing the climax, and we're 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 just building all this thing up, and then at the end, the good guy wins. And so, you know, I'm I thought, I, and I and I think the fans, as much as they like, as much as fans are so pro good wrestling matches nowadays, uh, it's still that 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 kitty desire to see a good story. And we just, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we just, we saw the stuff over. Yeah, now granted, it did get a dead spot because it was after the women's Royal Rumble, but at the same time, they could have they could have got past that. The the crowd just wasn't in it um, because we saw we've seen it over and over and over again. It was it was terrible. Let me address a few of these um, ask Chris questions before we get to. As I do that, just do, just. Um, Great Raw and SmackDown. You know how we do it here for those who are normals. Oh. We don't talk too much about Raw and SmackDown. Um, I do want to do, do, uh, say a couple things about Raw and SmackDown. Mm. So as we do that, I'm going to uh, address See. a couple of these Ask Chris questions um, and also talk about the um, – you guys are talking about theme music um, – Ask Chris, uh, GSP is asking, what's your least favorite wrestling theme music? Uh, Samoa Joe's first NXT theme song was terrible. It was so terrible. Go Google that. Go go Google Samoa Joe's. That's the first one that sticks out. Um, I don't know if that's a word, but that's the first one that sticks out. When he he debuted in NXT, absolutely horrible. We all know you love that Dean stripping music, man, from 91. We know that. <laughs> no, no, no. That was from like well, like '97 or something. Because like, that was the same uh, same song as uh, when Antonio when he came oh, yeah, Antonio yeah. Cesaro oh, yeah. when he was Cesaro, yeah, yeah, when he was with um, oh goodness, what's her name? Um, Aksana when he when he was with Aksana, um, the same music that he had. Um, yeah, that music was terrible too. All right, so uh, yeah, we got. Um, Sufi, Raw B minus, Wild Boy B for both. Mahmood, Raw B, SmackDown B minus, B team for uh, GSP. Sufi, SmackDown C minus, Derek Raw and SmackDown C minus. Um. Okay. So, all right. Let's talk about. Uh, I didn't say I was going to give y'all some taker trivia, so let's do this real quick. Oh, Here's the first sorry, one. The who, did, who did the Undertaker defeat on the? Oh, what was the answer? What was the answer? What was the answer? Body bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Body bag. All right. Um, who did the Undertaker defeat on his first Monday Night Raw? Who did the Undertaker defeat on his first Monday Night Raw? Um. All right, so let's talk about the real quick Raw and SmackDown stuff. I just want to make a couple notes with uh, Raw. Um, the Nia Jax Tamina versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey match, two heels. That just that was just an odd match. Now here's what really got me. Um, first of all, Elias is a heel again. I, I did like the Jarrett uh, spot at the Rumble. I thought that was fantastic. Big fan of that. 
Uh, Kurt Angle was in there for a hiccup, and it, it goes to my point here. Um, what the heck are they doing with Kurt Angle? He's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. Can't move his neck. Why? What are they doing? I mean, like, oh, I just I see no I see no rhyme or reason with this. To, to like Angle is, I mean, he can have a ready-made storyline built for him for Mania with whoever. I mean, he he has that legendary status. WWE is tarnishing the legend of Kurt Angle when it comes to actually having a good storyline to prepare someone for Mania. Angle could have been the perfect person to put somebody over at Mania. He could have been the perfect person to put someone like a Drew over. Angle versus Drew at Mania? Sign me up. But you just, you wasted on a Raw, and you have Drew make Angle tap out to his own move, and then you have Baron Corbin, whose win-loss record has been terrible, you know, over the past six months or so. Um, you know, he did beat Finn, uh, or uh, I think it was Elias that he beat, or maybe both. Uh, I think he recently beat Elias, but um, hasn't had, hasn't had an impressive win-loss record at all. And you have him beat Angle on a regular Raw. It just, it it was mind-boggling to me that you would just sabotage Angle's stock like that because he can just he could have really put somebody over he could have really put a baby uh, a heel over it just they, that was terrible to me and then the second thing um the, the 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 lastly Finn thing I'm okay with that as far as intercontinental title uh feud um all the F5s by uh Brock Lesnar again it goes back to my point like how am I sold on Seth being the guy duff and Brock just jacked him up with all those F5s. And then my other, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, the um, Elias heel turn. Like, <laughs> what, are, what are they doing with uh, with Elias? I think it just seems like WWE was like, you know what? This heel, uh, pro- this babyface project from Elias is um, no good. <laughs> so we're going to, they should have turned him in the first place. I, I've said this before. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have turned him in the first place. That was a bad call. And then speaking of heel turns, let's go to SmackDown. Rusev with just a random heel turn. Now, everybody knows I'm a big R True fan. Yeah, oh, terrible. Download um, content. It was it was horrible, man. I, I just I um and again it just go to me. I think the ovation of R Truth winning the U.S. title at at, at WrestleMania. Like why are they why are they just wasting possible really good WrestleMania build ups? It seems like you know they what? are doing all the Mysterio for Mania, which I'm which I'm cool with. I, I cool. called that. Um uh, Andrade, Andrade and, and Mysterio, they should do that for Mania. They should have a build going into Mysterio Mania. Did your job. And Mysterio would do I mean Mysterio should put Andrade over at, at Mania. Uh, they need, they but it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt Andrade if he lost, though. But even, but you know, it would put him over. It would put him over regardless because he has the main spot, at, marquee match at Mania against Rey Mysterio. But um, it would be better for him if he did win, though. You know, they need new content. That's why they doing random stuff. Kevin Dunn, get 
You know what? Chief is the champ. The U.S. title. Get rid of Jericho. Adam. Adam. And ask for a win. Add our truth to the intro. Adam. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of R-Truth, man. So him winning the U.S. title was totally fine by me. I was actually, actually marked out a little bit. Um, but I, I personally, I'll take, per, yeah, seven years. Um, uh, personally, I think they they should have, they they should save stuff, big moments like that for Mania. They really should. They should you, save you forgot big your moments. Boy, you forgot to mention your boy Road Dog back singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the roadie. Uh, on Mania, Gosh. yeah. So I, I mean, on, on Raw. So it seemed like they may do an Elias versus Jeff Jarrett. I know Jeff Jarrett. As far as I, I was told, I was told that Jeff Jarrett. Um, uh, I was told by someone. Yeah, I was told by someone WWE related that uh, Jeff Jarrett's an agent uh, backstage now. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it seemed like he's doing some on-screen stuff. I, I you know, heck. Why not? I mean, Elias versus Jeff Jarrett at Mania. I'm sure that uh, people would be interested in that, just the nostalgia feel to it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just I don't know what they're doing with the angle. I think it's a, a terrible call. Um, and then just a random Rusev heel turn. I just I, I just really thought that that was just super weird to me. Super weird. And then we get the same people. Styles, Orton, Hardy, Ali, Joe. I'm just, ah, I'm just. I like the fact that they're doing Usos versus Shane and Miz because the Usos can carry a match like nobody's business. But I, I like heavy machinery. But them beating the New Day, um, come on now. That was that was odd. That was pretty odd. Um, let's address a few of these questions here. I like Bam Bam Bigelow's music. Come on. Bam. 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 Um, my mood is asking, will that help if Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder become tag champs at Mania? That would... <laughs> I like them, but I don't think that that's a good call. Uh, good call. Uh, speaking of good calls, good job. Damien Demento. Damien Demento. Next question, next taker question. Uh, what was the Undertaker's first WrestleMania? What was the Undertaker's first WrestleMania? Uh, GSP's asking Matt Riddle better enjoy not wearing shoes in NXT because Vince ain't have. That's right. Uh, Axe Rusev, uh, of, uh, Tyler Tyler Rex uh, has been on the show before a couple times, and he shared that same story as far because he started off not wearing shoes either, and. Uh, no, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good deal for uh, for that. So, um, no. Let's see. Good. Okay. Good job, Brandon. Good job, uh, Mahmood. Um, Brandon, uh, Joe. Good job. Good job. Good job. Uh, WrestleMania seven. WrestleMania seven. Good job. Seven against Super 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 Fly. Next one. What event did the Undertaker win his first WWE championship? What event did the Undertaker 
win his uh, first WWE championship. Um, ask Chris, how are you? I'm well, Malty. Good to have you on the show tonight, man. I always uh, shout out to Malty, man. He's uh, he is a part of the PNP Nation. Uh, he's a regular on this uh, on this on the chat. I appreciate your support, man. Very very much so. Um, is this uh, what's on my note? Nope, nope, nope. Um, nope, nope. That nope. felt like that felt that felt like a real pay per view then. To Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So let's talk about Dean Ambrose and uh, Hideo Tommy real quick. So, um, and also Ronda Rousey. So, Rousey. Um. So, so Rousey. Uh, the wrestlers are newsletter reported that Rousey. Uh, a few things. So we got three. We got three uh, people. We got Rob Gronkowski. Um, there's a report that he uh, most he he will not be coming to the WWE. Um, it, Mojo Rawley's teased it, and you know there's some there's some people who you know teased him coming, especially after Mania in Orlando last year. Um, but uh, as far as uh, there, there's NFL insider. Uh, from the NFL Network, who said that uh, he's not going to be in the WWE. Very interesting because he's still young, and um, you know, uh, it would it would make sense for him to do that. But um, speaking of, speaking of that Super Bowl, um, go Rams! I don't like the Pats. Um, uh, yeah, good job, my mode. Uh, Ian Rappaport said it's unlikely. Uh, maybe maybe Gronk gets involved. In the XFL, <laughs> uh, that would be that would make sense to me. Um, good job, Joe, and uh, somebody in my mood. Survivor Series, Survivor Series, nineteen ninety one, with help from That's a good one. Yeah, I think Gro- I think Grock should go to the XFL. Um, Where, and who so, in rare fashion? Got- if I'm right, came out to do a run-in wearing his robe. Yes. <laughs> he's never and done he, uh, he slid the uh, slid the chair under there. I think Hogan Shane McMahon was touched. If I'm not mistaken, or or he was he was either roughing or he was um uh, he was he he was around there when um when Flair or trying to get Flair away or something like that. I know I, I remember Shane had something. Because Shane, because uh, he wasn't billed as Shane McMahon, he was, you know, he was not billed as Shane. He was uh, there. The son of the, he was just he was the, other, the, other, the other rough. Oh, what was he billed as? I'm sure that's uh, someone in the chat room would would uh, gonna look it up. But he was Shane something. I forgot what it. But it wasn't. Uh, uh, it wasn't Shane McMahon when he was a referee. Um, and okay, so we got uh, Gronk. We got um, uh, we, and then we got Ronda Rousey. That the um, the reserver reserve is reporting that she's she's going to be gone after Mania. Um, and um, I it, here's the thing: if if she, I can see her being gone because I know that she really wants to start a family. Um, I can, because to me, it, it's always been a temporary thing for Ronda Rousey when it came to uh, just WWE period, and it seems like that's the reason why they, uh, they, they why they hot shot her push because they realized that um, they they realized that they 
it is going to be a, a short-term deal, which makes sense. I mean, you know, it was it makes sense for Ronda Rousey to be there short-term. She just made a UFC Hall of Fame. She wants to start a family. I'm okay with it, man. Um, I'm, I'm totally, totally okay with that. Um, so it seems like she's going to put Ronda over. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I think that, I think that the triple threat idea is, is a bad call. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If she does leave at Mania, I don't see her leaving. Good job. Thanks, Wild Boy. Shane Stevens. That's it. Uh, Shane Stevens. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Brandon Shane Stevens. Yep. Um, all right. So I can see Rousey putting Ronda over. I mean, uh, Becky over, and just you know, just going away from the WWE. I can definitely see um, her making appearances. You know, here and there, maybe even having like Mania matches and stuff like that. But you know. Um, I'm cool with her, um, you know, just being focusing on her family, um, focusing on her family um, after Mania, and I think she's had a a solid year. Uh, And then we get um, Tommy, which just (laughs) was announced. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, it's not a surprise at all. I think you know he was he was huge in Noah uh, when he was Kenta. Um, I like the I like Kenta I like Kenta as a name anyway. He's better. I think Hideo Itami just doesn't have a, a real catchy uh, catchy name to it. Uh, sports. Um, that's a good point. I didn't I didn't see Oscar on uh, you know, SmackDown. That's a good point. Um, and he actually just said thank you. He just he tweeted and said thank you. That was uh, that was his last tweet. Very interesting, um, but I can I can see Atami be be a star in New Japan. I know he was a big star in Noah. Um, I can see him be a star in New Japan. I can see him be a star in AEW. Oh yeah, I think that uh, Kenta would be a fantastic addition to AEW. Now we haven't seen a we haven't you know AEW is diminishing a lot in its. Hypeness, and I've, I've talked about this. Very interesting stuff. He's diminished a lot in his hypeness. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kenta would be a fantastic addition to the AEW card uh, as a, as a top top star. So I, I think it would really. Yeah, I think it would. I think it really uh, helps. Um, I think it really helps Kenta. I think it really. Yeah, he can just be help, himself. I think, I think, yeah, I think. Being away from the WWE actually improves Kenta's stock. Now, Ambrose, on the other hand, I don't know how much, I don't know how big his stock would be by leaving the WWE. Because to me, Kenta versus Kenny Omega sounds much more appealing than Dean Moxley or John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Like, from an end. Kenta, From a non WWE standpoint, Kenta has right. better has better marquee has better star power, bigger star power than than Moxley or, or Dean Ambrose right. does. Because Kenta one started popularizing the move "Go to Sleep." Yep. That's his move. Kenta's known all around the world, and Kenta and Omega, like I said, more star power. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose. 
is mainly known in the States. Not saying he doesn't have fans overseas, but his resume does not transcend does not transcend the States. So yep. Yep. Kent has done R H. He's done New Japan, Noah, all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, Dini Boy is just here in the States, nothing diminishing him. And honestly, who's going to really miss Ambrose? When he was gone and he was yeah. injured, did anybody really miss him? And I'm not against Ambrose. He's he's okay. And anybody that knows me, I've said it on the show, and even we talked about this off air. Uh, Ambrose was cool. He reminds me kind of like the Pillman-esque. I, I feel Ambrose needs freedom to be himself. And I always yeah. like Seth in the ring, even we were Tyler Black, and always, you know, I like Reigns. I don't, I'm like Reigns. You know, Reigns is cool. He is the best one. But he's gone. Like who, who missed Dean when he was hurt? And Seth no. Rollins, Reigns, Renee Young. Eight months. He was right. gone who eight months. Him? And that didn't. I, I personally, I, 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 there was nothing. I, there was no part of me that was like, man, we need Dean Ambrose back. And again, like you said, that's not a knock toward Dean, but at the same time, he wasn't, he he hasn't been utilized strong enough to be noticeably gone. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, this right. is, like this is really hurting. You know, like when Braun was, when Braun was gone for a couple months, you know, recovering from injury, like you felt that, like you can tell Rollins that is gone. He's gone. Reigns is being gone. You felt it. Yeah, when Rollins was gone. You know, you, you you felt that. You know, I mean, there was, I mean, stronger than you did Ambrose. It wasn't, you know, like terribly bad, but you still, you know, there was still a, a feeling of, you know, Seth Rollins was a was an addition to the the show. Of course, Reigns has been gone for three months, and uh, you know. Definitely, definitely feel it. But Ambrose, no. I mean, gone. I, he was gone eight months, and just no, just this, there wasn't any any I, feeling there as far as him being gone. I popped more for when Jibble, JBL, and Jared King Lawler became DLC commentators there you than go. when Dean came back. Yeah. Yep. And I don't dislike yep. Daniel Malty said. He's a Dean fan, which is cool. He's okay. I'm. I don't hate him. I just think. Yeah, me either. I just think maybe like a Cody Rhodes. Well, I can't say because I like Cody when he was in WWE. I think maybe mm-hmm. Dean just need to. Even watching the documentary they did on Dean when he was working out, you know, coming back from his injury, I kind of felt he's one of those guys. He needs somewhere where he can just be himself. He can just be free. It had more yeah. control over his character and what he does. So maybe mm-hmm. his stock will rise. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. I, I, you know, I wish him the best. I, I wish he does a fantastic job on the Indies. I know that he he's, he's used, you know, to the in, in, Indies before he went to WWE. He was very good. He was, he was exceptionally good. Um, I think for, for, for Ambrose, though, I think it's, to me – I don't see him in New Japan. I don't see him as like eight. I don't if him if he's an AEW. I don't think he's like. I don't think he really pushes the needle of interest. Really, honestly, um, I, I think that there there's going to be some indie marks that would 
watch his match with AEW, but personally, when I think of when I think of Ambrose, I'm not like, okay, so I was thinking about watching Double or Nothing, or I was thinking about investing into AEW. Oh, but Moxley, he's going there now, so that's really going to do it. Like he doesn't have that type of star power from a from a you know international standpoint. Kenta and Dale Tommy on the other hand, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that uh, if a Tommy goes to AEW, I think it'd be a fantastic addition for sure. Uh, um, I mean, I think if you had Omega versus, I mean, and all signs are pointing to Omega going to AEW. If you headline an AEW pay per view with Kenny Omega versus Kenta. I think that that would blow the roof off. I think that, that would be a, yeah. a fantastic uh, um, introductory, you know, first main event. I think I think it would. I, I feel in what multi what multi is saying. Um, I, I don't miss JBL or commentary. I don't. Gosh, I've ever listened to Corey Graves. Neither. King can be missed, but King was only good when he was with Ross. Yeah. When he let King be King, Jerry King loved it. Doesn't care. He, he's at no. that point where, look, I can leave or come back. JBL really mm-hmm. wasn't – JBL needs someone he can work with. JBL was with Cole on SmackDown, he was well. Uh, he was the wrestling god, his jibble with the shuffle. I, I thought, you know, despite his weight issues, I thought he was pretty well. He was the longest running SmackDown champ. JBL yep. and Edge carried SmackDown, and for a while around that time, SmackDown was pretty darn good, if not almost on par with Raw. Um, but um, I, but trust me, I don't miss some more commentary. If, if Jim Raw, if Jared King Lowell is not commentating with Jr., <clears throat> if JBL is not with uh, Michael Cole or Mitchell Cole, I don't want to hear. It. <laughs> get yeah. Dusty, this in old footage of Dusty commentating. Bring back Mike Tanay. Bring back footage That's of right. Marshall. <laughs> Give Bring me uh, Lance Rose, Russell. Baby. Give me Booker T. Hell, w- give me Mondo. W- Sunday night, baby. <laughs> give me Mondo. Oh <laughs> no, no, you can keep, you can keep Mondo. Uh, you grab a Mondo over a Corey Graves. No, uh, Corey, Corey, to, Corey, to me, you know, he, he tries his best. He's just oversaturated, though. I think if he was just on one show, it would help my my likeness for him much more. I think he's just overkill um, because he is the same type of antagonistic jargon both Monday and Tuesday. So, Wild Boy just said uh, Hadeo changed his Twitter name to Kenta. So, yeah, it looks like it's official. Um, uh, Wild Boy also asked why WWE announced um, – uh, report Dean leaving so early. I think just trying to keep ahead of the uh, the curb when it comes to, uh, of course, I'd imagine they weren't totally surprised when that broke, but, uh, you know, WWE just always wants to be ahead of the curve. Um, so the, I'd imagine that they announced it to, to try to be ahead of the curve. So, um, yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, I multi said Corey Graves is great, but strikes me as a guy who thinks he's better than he actually is. I I wouldn't say great, uh, I would say good. Um, yeah, if he was on just one show, I think it'd be perfect for him. Um, all right, next uh, trivia, next uh, take or trivia question, and we're going to 
tackle these uh, these uh, Taker Mania matches. Uh, what year did the Undertaker debut in WWE? What year did he debut in the WWE? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get right into it. Brandon, already fantastic. Looks like you got it together, Babel. 1990. Good job. 1990. There you go. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, flavor of the week. Let's go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Threw a cough out there. almost 30 years ago. Yeah, 30 years ago. I remember uh, watching it on uh, Survivor Series. Alright, so let's go. The first uh, the first one was in 1991, WrestleMania 7, Jimmy Snuka. Just seemed like that was just uh, oh. a throwaway. Just to really get them, uh... didn't even connect. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, that was no, ugly. Was just, uh... Yeah, I agree. That was... <laughs> Snooker kept shaking for no reason. Had yeah. them, yeah. had, had them uh, Saturday nights main event tights. Like, what did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was funny. Uh, the year, the next year was like total opposite. Like him and him and Snake, him and Jake Roberts was just first of all that the angle was perfect. The angle was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, the Ultimate Warrior was involved in that too. You know, the whole yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, he was trying to get. Uh, Do you trust me and all that? And then the, um, you know, then the um, uh, the rest in peace at the end. You know, with the Warrior, with the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, and yeah. So it was, it was, it was just really, really interesting. Um, that uh, and it was that Tech Roberts was like, whose side? Whose side are you on? And then Taker was like, Nah, yours. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then bananas. Um, that was the babyface turn. So it was really interesting, man. So I, I think he planted like three DDTs on that year or something like that, and he ate them all. It was really interesting, man. I think. That match with uh, against Roberts, watch you know, watch that again um, for those listening. It was a good match. Yeah. Uh, the next one with Harvey Wolfman. Oh. Uh, with uh, with uh, WrestleMania. Kelly Terrible. It was it was still to this day, Taker's worst mania, and I would say 19 is probably two. Um, uh, with with uh, H Crane and, and Big Show, we'll get to that or another week. Um, but just uh, WrestleMania Nine was uh, was just terrible. First of all, not that not, not that Eleven was any much better with King Kong Bundy. That's yeah, Bundy from Eleven. Get about. Was, yeah, yeah, we'll talk it, about that here in just a, a second here too. But yeah, I, yeah, 
nine speaks for itself. The worst, the worst one. Uh, yeah. And then, and then four uh, was King Kong Bunny at uh, the, uh, the WrestleMania uh, uh, eleven because he did, he wasn't there for ten. Yeah, eleven wasn't good either. Um, just the, the whole million dollar corporation thing. King Kong Bunny was just a weird addition you know, at that time. You know, it, it wasn't. Yeah. You you know your match sucks when all the ever show from that match is the clip of you doing the top row clothesline. That's the only yeah, footage we right. show. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. Um then we had uh twelve which was uh Diesel, which was decent. Good match. Um yeah. yeah good match. Um, and then thirteen um uh thirteen was uh what was uh who was 13? Sid. Yeah, who was 13? Sid. <laughs> Sid, 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 Sid. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, he beat Sid beat Brett Michaels Hart. and then... Uh, Bitter yeah. Brett. Brett kept coming in like yeah. a baby. He interfered twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we... Yeah. Yeah. There's that... Yeah, that's Brett. Uh, it, was, it was really interesting. Um, it was like a four-way elimination match. Uh... And, and it was like a because Shawn Michaels that was the whole loss of smile right in '97 right. yeah it. yeah and then, the, then you had the four uh, way um, yeah very interesting right. stuff Thir- thirteen was thirteen was a weird year '97 was yeah weird. it was getting their butts yeah. whipped so yeah. it was yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fantastic, fantastic show. Thank you so much, Adam Rose, um, for being a part of the show tonight. I really, really appreciate you being on the show, man. And I appreciate uh, you sharing your story on the show tonight and really uh, uh, allowing this show to be, you know, vulnerable. Um, being vulnerable in this show uh, to really, to really express that in there. So, big. Big, big uh, kudos to you for that. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, episode 357 in the books. Uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> again, I want to thank you so much, uh, Adam. I want to thank Adam Rose. I want to thank Evan Tech Prout, Undermat Radio. Oh, <clears throat> thank you so much, uh, everyone. Listen, everyone, <clears throat> perfect timing. Join the Patreon for all these, uh, for continued weekly interviews for, for wrestlers. Uh, sports uh, Hoodle says great show man I'm new and I'm a fan thank you man I really really appreciate that thank you so much uh, uh, like share comment on the show thank you so much everybody Wild Boy says thank you again Chris for this platform you know man you know you know you know come on guys come on you know it's the PNP nation you know it's the family and you know why I do it ladies and gentlemen Enjoy your week of wrestling until next week. But you know why I do it, ladies and gentlemen. I do it for you. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.